Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern in charge of cleaning all the windshields, codename Legion Cub. Have things become more difficult for you now that you have to come up with four of those a month rather than one? <laughs> I'm a very busy intern, and if I don't get a promotion in a year, I'm going to have to start second-guessing my allegiance to Cobra. Oh, heck. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, and we, we want your feedback. We want to hear what you like. Uh, we're less interested in what you don't like, uh, but we definitely want you to share your thoughts about Audible Interlude, interact, uh, give us some reviews, go on to iTunes or Anchor or Amazon or Podfriend or whatever, and uh, give us a five-star review, tell the people what you think, tweet us your review. Um, I'm working on potential prize rewards for that kind of thing. Uh, so who knows, the first person... Uh, that tweets out one of those reviews, maybe I'll send you a little something. Uh, check out the Needless Things YouTube channel for toy reviews each and every week. Uh, again, follow Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram for G.I. Joe news and for name that Joe slash Cobra. Uh, and we are indeed, as you may have noticed, four times a month now. You guys, Noel, Christian, I feel like there has to be a better way to designate our episodes than news and segments. Because the first and third Friday of every month, we're going to be doing news. The second and fourth Friday, we're going to be doing what we're doing this week. And I, I've always referred to it as segments, but that's almost kind of an inside baseball thing. Cause we're like to the listeners, what is a segment? What, what is that? One of the bugs from Cobra Law? They're segmented? I don't understand. Why is this? What is the segments business? Uh, there's There's got to be a different terminology we can use, but, but maybe that's not for us to figure out right now, uh, for us to figure out right now. Maybe that's for uh, some of the listeners to hit us up on Twitter. If you can come up with a good concept name for these episodes where we do reviews, uh, toy flashback memories uh beyond the 80s instruments of destruction all the stuff that we do springfield showdown uh that that collection of entertaining entertaining bits let us know what you think hit us up and again maybe if somebody comes up with a good name i'll send you a hat or something or a sticker we've got stickers too awesome. stickers yes you can only get the stickers though uh Maybe maybe that'll be the Twitter thing. If if you tweet something that we like, I'll send you a sticker. Uh, but you have to be following uh, Audible Interlude, and we'll we'll follow you as well and do the information and everything. Or if you see us live in person at something like oh I don't know Joe Fest, uh, then we'll have some stickers there as well. Joe Fest is happening in Augusta, Georgia, June twenty fourth through the twenty sixth, and Audible Interlude will be there. And we will be recording a live version of the show at Joe Fest. So hit us up there. We'll have, we'll have stickers, we'll have hats. Uh, 
We'll have some other goodies that I'm not going to announce yet because I want them to be like a surprise for the people who come to see us to go, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I would like to have one of those. And then we'll, we'll give you one. But you have to say it exactly like that. You have to say it exactly like that because I'm all three of us are 100% going to totally remember exactly what I just right. said. That's right. A month from now. Uh, matter of fact, you're probably going to have to remind me that I even said I was going to give stuff away. That's where this brain is at. Uh, so you guys, are you ready to do some entertaining segment bits about G.I. Joe? Yo, Joe. Very. Let's do it. Welcome to Instruments of Destruction, where we talk about the vehicles of G.I. Joe, including the actual vehicle releases and possibly their appearances in various media or whatever. Uh, This time around, it is my turn to pick, and I am going with a vehicle that I did not have when I was a kid, but that I acquired at, speaking of Joe Fest, Joe Fest 2019. Uh, and I'll give a little backstory to that of how I came to own a Cobra Bug. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Phantom X-19. But Cobra rules the beaches with the Cobra Bug. Over the land and deep down below, the Cobra Bug started an eye out for Joe. Cobra! Yo, Joe! Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Phantom X-19. Sleek and mean and flies so fast. So fast it can't be seen. Nobody beats G.I. Cobra Bug comes with driver, Phantom X-19 with pilot. So I wanted to talk about the Cobra Bug because I was out of Joe when this vehicle came out. It was released in 1988. It was available until 1990. Now, did you guys, in looking this up, did you guys see the original retail price on this thing? (laughs) I just saw it earlier on yojo.com and hit us with I it. cried myself to sleep <laughs> 15.99 for this massive modular deluxe v i say massive obviously they're much larger releases in the gi joe line but this is a big vehicle with lots of awesome parts 15.99 you are going to pay 10 times that for just the bug now we'll get to the pilot later on uh but i i was at joe fest with my son and i found a killer whale that what the the killer whale uh if if you've been listening for any amount of time you know this the gi joe killer whale is my favorite toy vehicle of all time it's my favorite toy from gi joe i think it's the best toy vehicle of all time i absolutely adore it and at Joe Fest in 2019, I found a whale that was the right combination of price and level of intactness. And I bought one. I bought it. I've got my hand on it right now. I love it dearly. Uh, there's still a couple little pieces that it needs, but overall, uh, well, here's what I need. I need the windscreen. 
because right now I have a 3D printed windscreen that just does not get the job done. And I need a cap, which I didn't even realize. I need a cap for the left cannon. Uh, and I need a set of veins for the back, but look, I can, I can wait. It's not a big deal. Otherwise, everything is there. All the depth charges, the rockets, the rocket, everything. I love it. So we bought this vehicle, and my son, who was at the time 11, loves this thing. We bought him a ton of Joe figures on site. He's not super into G.I. Joe, but he, you know, if you go to Joe Fest, you can't help but be excited and have fun and get into the spirit of what G.I. Joe is. So we bought him a ton of like loose Joe figures. We brought it back to the hotel room. We're having fun. We're setting all the G.I. Joes up. And we're like, you know what? We really need a vehicle to go against the killer whale. And I knew what I wanted because to me, the bug is Cobra's analog for the killer whale. It's the perfect clash of amphibious vehicles. And a guy happened to have a complete bug, beautiful condition, nice, clear, translucent parts. All the stickers are there, the sledge, the, the, everything, all there for the right, again, the right price. So I got that vehicle that came out after I was out of Joe, but I saw it in commercials on TV and I always wanted this thing but it was just past my time. So did you, did either of you, I think we all got out around the same time. Did you, either of you have the bug or like have friends who had it? Mm-mm. I was no. out by this point and it was still way before my younger brother got into GI Joe in the nineties. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I said, I, I was kind of like secretly still, peeking at the catalogs and kind of you know wishing that i was still a gi joe kid yeah but i was you know i was trying to talk myself into not liking toys anymore in 1988 right right no i i was still i'm as as has been documented here and on the needless things podcast i moved from gi joe to ninja turtles like i i never really stopped with toys uh but battle force 2000 pretty much killed gi joe for me which is bizarre but whatever (laughs) uh but I always this bug, because I love amphibious and aquatic vehicles, it just always caught my eye and stuck in my head. So the the text from the back of the box, you guys strap in. <laughs> the swamp around Cobra Island heats up with battle action as the Cobra bug repels a G.I. Joe commando raid. That's the text from the back of the box. Very exciting because... One, you're mentioning the swamp, which is probably my favorite uh, terrain. I always loved when the the comic and the cartoon got into the swamps, which they both did often, because it's just a fun, they're big, giant, dense trees, weird creatures, water. There's like the best of everything in the swamp. Uh, The vehicle was intended as fire support. Uh, There's a primary tank unit, a submersible pod, and then the two jet skis, which again, make it kind of the analog of the whale with its smaller mini vehicles that are removable. Uh, This has the same kind of deal. The weapons. 
It has a rear-mounted dual-barrel 50-caliber rotating anti-aircraft machine gun, two single-barrel short-throw auto-load 50-caliber bottom-mounted machine guns, which, by the way, I haven't seen any, because since I bought this bug, I've looked at others at different cons just to sort of check them out. The Those bottom-mounted 50 calibers are loose on every bug that I've seen. Like, they kind of just tend to hang. Uh, four FT-109 forked tongue surface-to-air side-mounted missiles. Eight Strike VT-60 flow-through design alcohol-powered torpedoes, which, by the way, my nickname in high school was alcohol-powered torpedo. <laughs> One pivoting dual-feed auto-load pilot-activated 50-caliber machine gun and two single-barrel 50-caliber auto-loaded rotating machine guns. I thought alcohol-powered to- torpedo was when the Joe's first Navy sale went out on uh, shore leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. What if they did Venture Brothers reaction figures and we could get a shore leave to go with <laughs> our G.I. Joe reaction figures? Oh, man, the possibilities. Okay, and It goes along with the community uh, G.I. Joe yes. figures well, that need to see, happen, too. Right. And, and there's, that's exactly the kind of thing that Super 7 is likely to do. Mm-hmm. Uh so this thing is loaded with weaponry, tons of guns all over it. The color scheme of this, this neon green, this turquoise, and this red, very, very eye-catching. All of the, like, smoked translucent bubbles and stuff. I love bubbles. Like, if I was going to design a car, it would probably look like Homer Simpson's car. Um, <laughs> that the I just love that, that 50s aesthetic of like the big bubble domes and stuff. This hits so many of my like personal taste buttons. Uh, and like I said, I just love amphibious vehicles. The idea that we have this big, giant, heavy tank, battering ram looking tank, but it has all these aquatic looking pieces and a literal detachable submersible. It's great. And it carries tons of your figures, too. Uh, it was built by Dave Kunitz, but he only designed that front pod at first. It was just going to be that submersible. And the Hasbro marketing team liked the design so much. They were like, we like this, but we want more of it. Just make it bigger. So he basically, if you look at this bug, the bubble on the front, everything other than that was designed as an add-on. Like that's all just extra that they asked him to to design for it so it would be a bigger, higher price point vehicle. Um, it's not an acronym. I I it took me looking it up to realize that. Did you guys were you aware of that? No, I'm no. actually kind of surprised since every other right. Oh yeah, because. Because uh, normally underneath in the parentheses where they would say what it stands for, this one just says weapons do not shoot. Right, which clearly mm-hmm. bug is not an acronym for weapons do not shoot. Yeah. Um, but but you have a U in there. It could be underwater for that U. You think that it it, it, it writes itself. You're using <laughs> Florida school logic now, Noel. You need to stop. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was interested to discover that. And it's weird because it is all capitalized, but it's apparently just bug. That's all it is. 
Uh, the only thing I don't love are the big numeric stickers on the front. Uh, I don't mind them because I, the kind of like Cyrillic looking writing, I always loved it when they did that on those. And those, those letters are kind of similar. Uh, the, the numbers are kind of similar to other fonts that they've used in the past. So I think it kind of ties it in with the rest it, of the Cobra I mean, arsenal. It's, it's not totally different from what's on the Hiss tank, but I, it, I don't know. I think it's really more the sticker than the fact that the numbers are there. Yeah. Um, the Gunner's Bay in the back is fantastic. You know, the other in- interesting thing about this is you could aim it either way and either side kind of works as the front or the back. Um, yeah. that, gunner, that Gunner's Bay, the whole back hatch opens up and you have that great bubble on top with the gun uh, turret. And, and then again, just room for figures. It's it's such a great design. I love the asymmetry of it. That's always something that you just don't see enough of. Yeah, with mm-hmm. these types of toys, is is really cool asymmetrical designs, and of course being built around that pod, like you were saying, which I did not know until today. Um, that that's, I guess, mainly the reason why they could. I guess they could have centered that, but having that other pod on the side, that vertical one, just looks really really cool when you're looking at it from the front. Well, and it goes back to something we've talked about a lot on the show is that it's just very toyetic. Mm-hmm. Like if you put the bug in a lineup of G.I. Joe vehicles of comparable size, I think most kids would grab the bug. And that's not to say it's like the greatest G.I. Joe vehicle ever or anything like that. But as far as just looking like a cool toy with lots to do and an interesting design, I think it's one of the best they made. So I guess I am saying it's one of the best G.I. Joe vehicles. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one that I never had. It's one that is out of the gears that I'm really focusing my collecting on. But if I were to find one of these at a, at a good price point, I would snatch up in a heartbeat because it's a really just, I mean, it's everything that I want in a G.I. Joe toy pretty much. Yeah. Well, and if you, if you uh, even on eBay, or Mercari, the price is considering what it is, the prices are not terrible. But if you can find one intact at a con, I think you can get one for a pretty decent price. Like if if I would consider under 200 bucks to be a very fair price for this in modern times. Mm-hmm. And and if you find one at a con, I think you can easily get it for I, I didn't pay that for the one that I got. I had significantly less than that. Um, but where you're going to run into some pricing difficulty, Noel, why don't you tell us about the driver? <laughs> Secto Viper. Uh, this is something that until a member of the finest did this as a costume a few years back, I completely blacked out of my mind. Um, I guess this is kind of an analog to Deep Six as far as you know different looking figures because but i mean and it's still your standard gi joe ring design but it's it's got a way different body construction than anything else that had really been done at that point um outside of like something wacky like deep six so uh yeah he's like a crazy diver that looks like he came from a 1960s adventure team 
uh, G.I. Joe. He's got that great bubble helmet. Um, he's got a very interesting gun that he comes with kind of in the early days of of them starting to put like I guess fantastical but cheap mm-hmm. is how I would put some of the like laser rifles and stuff that started coming out in the late 80s early 90s where it's like something really weird looking but it's very clearly a, a simpler design uh, but I, I love I love this guy's design but I also love that his colors, because he's yellow, black, and red, his colors contrast the bug really nicely to where his design looks like he goes with it, but his colors, you wouldn't necessarily say that's the bug. Like It's not like Copperhead, where right. Copperhead very clearly goes with the watermark, moccasin. It's, uh, he he contrasts. wants to be seen. Yes, yes. Uh, and at some point, I, I'm going to have to pay big bucks for this guy because the bug that I got, that was, Noel, that was the first thing you said to me when I showed you this bug because you were you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, did, now, did it come with the pilot? And I was like, no, I don't even know who the pilot is. And you, <laughs> and you were like, well, that's going to cost as much as you just paid for the bug. <laughs> and I was like, well, darn it. Uh, but at some point I will because I, I just love this figure the more I see it. So. Yeah, gonna... Secto Viper going for about 150 to uh, yeah. That was one for 189.99 right now on eBay. Good lord. Yeah. So that's that's definitely gonna be an in-person convention purchase, and I'm gonna be patient and wait and find the right price, or maybe do a little trade ski. I've got I've got a, a big old pile of uh 80s Joes just sitting over here that at one point, I thought I wouldn't be able to bring myself to get rid of them, but now I'm kind of like, man, the value on some of these is enough to do some pretty sweet trades. So I might have to start thinking about that because paying cash, paying a hundred plus cash for a single Secto Viper figure is not an appealing prospect to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts about the bug like when i threw this out there what were you guys thinking about what's the first thing that popped into your head so i think that this with a little like this almost looks like a beefed up dreadnought vehicle uh in its color scheme and everything oh wow yeah sure and the fact that it is you know swamp related that made me think you know this i mean dreadnoughts were a little bit more like low tech but it does kind of fit in with their schematic. So I can imagine like a, a, a rogue dreadnought team uh, borrowing a, a bug and doing some uh, swamp operations with it. Let me throw this alternative well, at you. What about a star brigade bug? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, could rather be like any environment, rather than being an amphibious attachment, a submersible on the front, it's a little like cosmopod that pops out and flies around and the whole paint job on it would be maybe like gunmetal gold and red. And it's, and then now it's a space vehicle. Now yeah. you, you would replace the jet skis with maybe throw a couple of jet packs in there or something. Oh, okay. What if, they tooled up a jetpack bubble helmet combo that you could put on any figure. So you plug the jetpack into their back 
and then the little bubble helmet is on a hinge and it goes down over their chest and their head. So it's almost like a little, a little uh, environmental suit that can just attach to any Joe figure and make them space ready. And we'll just ignore the fact that they maybe have open forearms or no gloves or whatever. I like it. I like my outer yeah. space bug. So Christian, no. what about Christian? What yeah. about you? What uh, what were your bug thoughts? I was very excited when you mentioned it because it is one of the vehicles um, for a lot of all the reasons that you guys mentioned that I really really like. Um, just the aesthetics of it. Um, but no, with you saying how you, you know, it always looked like a dreadnought vehicle to you. So this is a vehicle I did not know existed until the early days of the internet. And actually how I discovered it was someone had custom painted one in the swamp skier colors and had made it a dreadnought vehicle. Ah. Oh, so wow. For the longest time, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> and it wasn't until like when the 25th anniversary came out and then I really got back into G.I. Joe that I discovered, oh, oh my gosh. I mean, the colors aren't too, too far off. Yeah, I mean, they're already pretty close to the swamp fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just add, you know, some blues to it. Um, but yeah, it, to me, it's, I know I've said before where I, I didn't necessarily like it when GI Joe got too sci-fi futuristic, but this is, has to me sort of a retro futuristic yeah, yeah. look. It mm-hmm. just looks like something that, especially now that you said that he had designed the original bubble first, it does look like something where Destro built this and then just kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it depending on what Cobra needed to the point where now they have this they have the Leatherman of tanks Destro needs more bubbles <laughs> it's got a, yeah it's got a very like Adam Punk kind of thing to it like this is like kind of like you could see this in Bioshock or something yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure so love this vehicle. We all love this vehicle. Uh, everybody listening, you know, if you're not overly familiar with the bug, go check it out on 3D Joe's or Yojo or wherever you get your, wherever your job allows you to look at GI Joe pictures. Uh, check this thing out. Give it another look. Or if you're attending Joe Fest or any other local convention, hunt down a bug and check it out. It, it's a fantastic toy. W- wonderful design. <laughs> And now it is time for America's Elite, where we take a look at a Joe figure through all its incarnations and determine which is the best version. So for this go around, I thought it was high time that we take a look at everybody's favorite ranger, and the first Joe figure I ever gifted someone, Stalker. Stalker, I, first of all, listeners, buckle in. We've got a good six hours of show with this selection, I think. Uh, great pick. Because, not just because we've, we've got plenty of Stalkers to talk about, 
because they're so different. Yeah. He's had a lot of looks throughout the years. Do you do you want to run down the list or do you want me to do it? I'll let you do it. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, so obviously, Stalker, one of the original Joes, starting in 1982, we get the Stalker that everybody knows and loves, uh, that beautiful just camo look that set him apart from your other olive drab or, you know, all black Joes. Uh, honestly, Stalker and Scarlet were kind of the stars of the original Joes. Uh in 1982, camouflage. I think I might have told you guys this before. In it would have been second grade. I wrote. Uh, we were assigned to write a poem about our favorite color, and my poem started. I don't remember the rest of it, but the first, the opening line was camouflage, like a collage. <laughs> and uh i was i was definitely writing that about stalker but this this deco is fantastic he's got such a great portrait uh and he's the the, the interesting thing about about him is his portrait is not just caucasian features but brown like he actually has black features it's a really really nice head sculpt with Noel, what's he got on top of that head? He's got that uh, fancy beret, which to me made him the leader. Well, and not just the beret. And this is it's funny to look back at the kid mentality, because not only did the beret set him apart, but like I said, that camouflage, to me, the camouflage also made him literally superior to all of the other figures. Mm-hmm. And and I do think, and, and I, I don't remember for sure but I do think I had Stalker kind of leading the pack because he looked so different and unique. And this camouflage pattern, you know, obviously you can do a lot more with camo patterns on action figures now. Um, but this was really impressive in 1982 to have those multicolored, you know, paint applications on a figure. He also comes with a really cool looking submachine gun identified as an M32 pulverizer. Uh, great looking machine gun that would be used throughout the the rest of the line. And what's funny to me is a few years ago, if you had asked me, I would have said stalker had a backpack and I probably would have thought it was the same as grunts, no backpack, just the submachine gun. But I to do some long range recon patrols without a backpack. I would think, (laughs) well, we'll, we'll get into some backpacks in just a few (laughs) minutes here. Because there are some humdingers down the line. <laughs> uh, but great, iconic figure. Uh, w- one of the best Joe figures of all time, in my opinion. It's going to be hard to top this one. But just one year later, we're going to do it because we get the same stalker, but with swivel arm battle grip. Uh, which is often confused with Kung Fu grip, which is a completely different thing from a completely different line of Joe's uh, swivel arm battle grip was introduced in 1983. All of the original figures were redone with the swivel arm battle grip. Uh, so, you know, this is really is the superior version of this stock. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have a straight arm because then you can be the snobby guy who's like, 
well, I've got a straight arm stalker. But, uh, you know, if you were only going to have one and you're talking about playability and fun, you, you want the 83 version. Well, again, well, it's and, not and, just the arms. It's the yeah. waist piece is also more streamlined. Uh, and, yes, yes. He yeah, doesn't have it, the, it, the weird bulky waist diaper. Hmm. Right, right. Uh, and then it's six years before we get another stalker. And it's it was always a little weird to me that we get a second version of Roadblock before we get a second version of Stalker. Like way before. I mean, they, they essentially they took featured the in first, the cartoon. Well, they took the first roadblock off the shelf, and the, the following year there was a new roadblock on. He was like a snake eyes where he was going to be an evergreen character. They wanted to have one on the shelves at all time. Hmm. Uh, so in 1989, we got a very different version of Stalker that I acquired sometime in the last couple of years. But even though he came out after I was out of Joe, I kind of always wanted because I really liked the white and green design, but loved the fact that he came with this kayak. So this, I think he, he was at, we were all out of Joe by the time he came out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what are your, for, well, first of all, do either of you have this stalker? I, go ahead, Noel. I'll say I do not. I do not. However, he has always been on my list of ones that I wanted. And then when I started doing 25th and was like, Oh, I'm not collecting G1 style anymore. But now with the resurgence of O-rings, he's going back on my list. Cause I, I love the jacket, the bigger boots, like, uh, but I also love winter. Yes. Combat. Yes. And I don't know. I, the gloves, just everything about him, the color scheme. I really like this figure. There's just something about his, the look of this figure that's just very cool. And I can't quite define it, but I will say this. I hate the mud deco because I've decided, and now you guys may not agree, but I feel like the deco on his boots and and going up his trousers is not camouflage but it's literally like mud that's what it looks like yeah and i don't like it (laughs) thinking of it in those terms i mean that's what it looks like it's hard to tell because in the artwork of course his his body is inside the kayak so you don't really get to see what, what his legs look like if it was just camo I would like it, but it's this, and, and I didn't realize this until, cause I, I got one off of eBay for what I thought at the time was a very reasonable price. And I don't know if it was or not. And I'm fine with that. I'm going to leave it alone. Uh, but once I got him in hand, I was like, wait a minute, this is like, he's been running around in a wet pasture. It's very bizarre, <laughs> but I hmm. still do like the fig. And if you see, it's on his shirt as well. Which you wonder, like, well, maybe it is a camo pattern. It's just a weird, I don't know. But I still like this figure a lot. But I love 
the kayak with the machine gun and the little extra parts and this the bizarre mask that he comes right what is that um i i just overall and to think that this figure now i couldn't let's see it we don't have the original retail price but i gotta think in 1989 they were still under five bucks probably 4.99 at most i don't even think it was that much i think no, they i were don't either three something i think yeah. i think we're probably talking like 375 yeah but, i don't think i don't think they ever got above four bucks until probably when they were doing like the well like the the next one we're going to talk about but things that were a little bit you know more they put more in the packages to justify charging right, more. Right. But I think the basic figures were always under four bucks up yeah, until I, the nineties. I, I feel like this at most would have been three ninety nine. Uh so this I mean, this is a great figure. I really love this stalker. Uh, and we'll get to ways that it could be better in a little bit. Next up we have the nineteen ninety two stalker. Now Christian, I believe it was you that talked to us about the talking battle commanders not so long ago. Why don't you tell us about this stalker? Yeah, so by this point, my younger brother had finally gotten into G.I. Joe's. Um, So he did have this figure. Um, So they had the battle packs where you could push the buttons on the back and you would um for these you would hear them talk it wasn't just the weird you know sound effect right sound effect noises um however if i remember correctly um the part that really sucked with with this wave of figures the the backpack is not removable like you actually have to take it yeah it doesn't just pop on and off. You actually have to take it apart and unscrew it. What? To get Are you these... serious? Yeah. Oh, that would explain why looking at Yojo, they do not have a picture of the figure without the backpack. Yeah. Was, oh, so it even says right here. Once the backpack is opened inside are three long screws that attach the backpack to the figure. Oh, that's terrible. I so, have no idea. For kids, that's kind of good because they're not going to lose that. Uh, but they're, I just remember with <laughs> most of that wave just being like, what is this? Because they have this giant, you know, backpack on it. I mean, his design, wow. if you ignore the backpack, uh, it's decent. Um, I don't think it's as looks as good as his version one with the green camo it's like he has white and black camo pants uh he kind of has like a 90s thing going on with his boots where he has like one normal military boot what the heck is that oversized yeah what is that supposed to be on his left boot i I can't even tell from the picture if it's is it like it's just more mud (laughs) (laughs) it's just an oversized i I don't remember it having any weapon or anything like that designed into it i could be wrong um 
Well, and they have gone with like an asymmetrical thing here because he's got that one big giant weird boot top or whatever's happening there. And then on his right arm, he's got a couple of bands going around. Like they did, they did do some designing, some very yeah. 90s I design. Mean, it's, it's 1992. Right. We are, we are well in the Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane. We're, we're lucky this era. wasn't G.I. Joe Extreme. He, right. <laughs> um, he does have. Uh, open mouth smile though so everybody knows that he's happy <laughs> and I can't think of a lot of Joes actually that were sculpted to show their teeth most of them you know were just closed mouth but um, black shirt with some bandoliers and just I, I, again not meh the, if the yellow parts of this were like gray or green, I would really like this design. It's it's a very like you know urban uh, camo, so okay. I, I, mean, I like the idea behind that. It's very um, cow. It's very cow print to me. Right. I don't. It's, it's almost. The pants it's almost cowboy. The it's almost cowboy Curtis. <laughs> well again we're getting we're you know picking nits with uh the technology to be able to do accurate camo patterns back in right right the day. Well, i i just don't understand where are you using white and black camo in a pasture <laughs> obviously so, yeah, so it just looks more gray to me from what i'm seeing i guess that's why i'm uh um and of course at the same time we had a uh, a figure was released that absolutely confused me in my very early days of being on eBay. Uh, I got on eBay in 97, 98, sometime around there. Uh, I used our, our friend Ryan Schweck's school laptop <laughs> to open an eBay account. And to purchase a number of the 12-inch G.I. Joe Hall of Fame figures. And those were my first eBay purchases were most of the 12-inch Hall of Fame Joes. And I bought this Stalker. And I was so confused as to why the Hall of Fame figures looked like they looked. Because I had no knowledge of these designs because the 12 inch hall of fame stalker is based on this design right so i wanted this stalker figure and i i probably paid i don't think i paid more than ten dollars for any of those hall of fame figures uh but i was so confused as to why stalker looked like this now i know and knowing is half the battle gi joe (laughs) um pork chop sandwiches uh but yeah so the same year those two figures came out and shared this design which like i said it's not bad and again very toyetic but i had no idea that gigantic backpack was not removable that's wild yeah yeah the sonic fighters were removable but the talking battle commanders were not very interesting uh moving along we get in 1993 a repaint of the 1989 stalker this one's very interesting because he came with the mail order arctic commandos four pack uh that also included dj snow serpent and sub-zero 
I, again, I would really, really like this one if not for his muddy bottoms. And that's funny that that's the one thing they decided to keep while right. making this Arctic figure. It's like, well, we're going to change the color of the pants, but we're going to put those same terrible paint applications on it. Yeah, but I am so starting weird, to think that they meant it to be camo because look at his, his hat. Cap. Right. But you're right. The way, because it's the same color as the boots, because I can, I there's a more up close photo for yeah. him than there was the other one. Uh, it, yeah, it totally looks like he just stepped in something up to his waist. <laughs> well, and it's even worse this time because it's green. green. So it looks like he stepped <laughs> in a giant pile of like baby poo. But overall, I really like this one. I like the uniform white. Uh, very, very cool Arctic figure. I, I like my environmentally themed troops. Mm -hmm. Yes. So as an Arctic troop, he's cool. And what's interesting about this guy is he only comes with a knife. No that's, more kayak for you. That's how tough Stalker is. <laughs> He only needs a gigantic, like, crocodile Dundee knife to fight Cobra with. Yeah, I think they missed the mark by not giving him, like, the snowshoes that came with the snowtroopers. Snow serpents, yeah. Yeah. That was an accessory that could have been used a lot more with Arctic I, figures. Yeah, because I mm -hmm. loved those. They were so goofy. Like, in retrospect, they're so goofy, but they're so cool. But, I mean, really, uh, was it Blizzard came with the spiked shoes, I think? Mm -hmm. Th those were really more practical and reasonable. But, man, those Snow Serpent snowshoes, because we grew up with that. Like, when Bugs Bunny went in the snow or whatever, like that's what we saw is those tennis rackets they strapped to their feet. So right. that was just and a fun, cool thing when you were a kid. Who didn't tie tennis rackets to their feet to pretend like they were <laughs> playing in the snow? hundred <laughs> percent. Are you kidding me? Uh, all right. Uh, next up, we have stalker version five. Noel, uh, why don't you tell us about this one a little bit? I mean, He's uh, almost all black. His, his trousers and his, uh, his shirt are all black. He's got some uh, olive drab boots and some details on his legs and his waist. And all that's great until you get to the neon <laughs> yellow. Uh, I don't know what those things are in his sleeves. It's like he's going, he's going into orbit <laughs> and then topped it off with those, those other bright yellow grenades. He does. He for some reason he has tennis ball colored like Buzz Lightyear shoulder rigging and little tiny tennis ball colored grenades. Uh, I also find his his torso thickness to be weird. Yeah, he's he's, he's a little bulky. bit more beefy, but I think that just may have been the way they were constructing figures at this point. Oh, was it with okay. the battle core? Yeah, because if you think about a lot of the other battle core figures, they were a little bit more um, bulked up than previous Joe years. And this oh. was the last year that they were doing, you know, GI Joe, a real American hero. So right, right. This was the end. Yes. Aside from the the well, even, it's not even just the color 
but the weird whatever weirdness is going on is it supposed to be a vest and that's like kind of the lining i don't know i'm trying to look and see i think if you would use my words if you look at the artwork that's on the back of the package it does look like it's supposed to be a tactical vest well and there's there's a picture of him in a package where those details are not painted they are black oh wow look at that yeah that looks so much better except for whatever's going on with his neck which (laughs) looks like it should be painted but isn't And in his bio, it says he served in the LRRPs, but my eyes scanned it very quickly. (laughs) And so now I think that Stalker, Snake Eyes, and Storm Shadow uh, have a LARPing group. (laughs) Lightning bolt. And that is part of my new G.I. Joe canon. Uh, As as detailed in G.I. Joe Real American Hero issue 26. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm just not a fan of this one. Meh. That's Meh. got potential. Um, but I think that a modern version of this figure done with uh, just a little bit better aesthetics would be would be really nice. I don't I don't like his Michelin man boots. I don't or, like the Michelin or man or stuff, but or but I mean just kind of keeping that same squint uh, aesthetic where he's wearing the the you know the mainly black uh, uniform with those olive details and just mm-hmm. leaving uh, leaving the weird sleeves off or at least keeping them black would uh, would make them look a lot better. Almost like a night force look. Yeah. 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 I can see that. And I and I like the beanie cap too. Yes. Yes. I'm a fan of that. Uh, all right. Moving along to 1997. Now we covered the Stars and Stripes Forever box set in great excruciating detail uh, a few episodes ago, but I think we can pause just to acknowledge that this is one of the few cool figures from that set. This is the only one that was better than the original if you just base it on just pure... Uh, like the, upgrades the in eyes. the technology. I think the snake eyes is because it had the gray detailing that the original mm-hmm. figure didn't have. I think this and the snake eyes are both upgrades. Uh, this camo looks great. Otherwise, I, I'm not a big fan of the rivets just being completely <laughs> not colored in 1997. Uh, but but he, I mean, this is a good looking figure. I like it. Camo looks great. Uh, and this is probably where I got the idea that he came with a grunt-like backpack because mm-hmm. he does come one... with a grunt-like backpack. In this exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, terrible set, but solid figure. Yeah. But then, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one too because I was actively collecting at this time. Uh, I was not turned off by GI Joe versus Cobra or Valor versus Venom. I was very much collecting in the early 2000s and still have these figures. Uh, I am a big fan of Sergeant Stalker. This is when Hasbro shifted and started referring to him as Sergeant Stalker, I'm sure for copyright reasons or whatever. Uh, 
I really love this design. I think it's proportionally one of the more successful executions from this era. I, what do you guys think of this one? I actually like it. Um, I doing a, a they also moved him away from being a ranger and he is now an explosive ordnance disposal. So which is such a weird decision. Which yeah, that's that was a that was kind of a puzzler for me. Um because it just feels like he's got less a less important role in the team. Right. But I but think he, someone who did... deals with explosive, he's got a he's calm, cool, and collected. And to me, that's what that jacket screams. I know there's gonna be people that look at it and they're like a popped collar, but <laughs> well, well, well in this this jacket, it kind of harkens back to like his original his original bio where you know he was the leader of like a street like, right. like a, he was like a warlord of a street gang and this outfit is like street gang warlord right here right well and it's also a little a little shade of uh the nick fury that would come to be yeah yeah uh but i like uh, the the portrait on this one looks really good the beret looks great that jacket is so unique and cool uh, the colors, I mean, it's it's a nice subdued look, but it has its greens. I really like this figure. Like I said, I've still got it. Uh, at some point, I'll get my 2000s Joes out and displayed. And he also comes with a ton of accessories. He's got... Now, the double pack and the single pack came with kind of a different assortment of things. Uh, the two pack came with one of those terrible machine guns with the giant tab. I don't understand that at all. I know I, it was for safety I, reasons. No, no, no. They plugged into. Uh, uh, there were sound activated things on the vehicles that you would plug these weapons into, and they would make they would produce certain sounds. So, yeah, I've got a few of these that have wound up in my collection, and I'm like, why did they leave this giant tab on there? I was that's, not aware. That's what it is, is it goes into a slot on the vehicle, and it produces a specific sound. I threw these in the trash. I hated <laughs> them. They look terrible. But as far as toy design goes, like, I don't know if kids liked them or not, but it's not a bad idea. And we'll we'll talk about plenty of things that we maybe didn't love, but we're not bad ideas as, as the show goes on. Uh, but he's got several re completely reasonable, cool rifles in there. Uh, the two pack version came with uh, what I would come to think of as really stalker's backpack. Uh, and then the single pack version for some reason came with a golden backpack. I don't understand that, but the figure itself here, I, I just dig this design quite a bit. I really like it. If I had to pick a sort of secondary look for Stalker, this would be it. Yeah, not bad. So, I'm not. not uh, I'm just. I'm not crazy about the construction of the figures, um, but the but the overall aesthetic of the figure is 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 pretty cool. Like a modern, a classified version of this look would be very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, or you could just repaint it. And get Sergeant Stalker version two, which much less appealing to me. I don't, <laughs> I've got the Zartan from this series 
I don't know if he was sold separately and I got him there, but I don't believe I had this stalker. Uh, I find this one very off-putting. I think the colors are just so matte and dull compared to the first version that, yeah, it would be a pass for me. He just doesn't mesh together as well as that first one does the the gray with the olive drab and the darker green like there's just maybe if the jacket were the light green the pants were the dark green or something i i don't know i it just it doesn't quite work yeah and there's not really any good pictures of him on the site on yojo so it's because nobody bought him yeah so i mean it's (laughs) it's it's hard to tell what he actually would look like uh but it doesn't look quite as appealing as the one before it. Uh, so then Sergeant Stalker version three, that is a repaint of Stalker version three, but I like this one way more, like a <laughs> lot, a lot. And we can see what's going on with that boot now <laughs> much better. And it looks like an oil drum attached to a boot. <laughs> yeah, I still don't like we can see what's going on better, but that does not mean it is an improvement aesthetic. Yeah. But the colors for some weird reason for me, the colors work. I the Tiger, the Tiger Force like colors. The, the the blue with the I believe that shirt is is it a dark, dark green or is it black? It uh, appears to be black. Is it okay? But whatever the case, let's look at this. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is black. I I would like it more if it was a dark green. Gosh. Yeah, it's black. It's black. But still, I like this one better. And I feel like you can see that face better. And that face is fantastic. That scowl is great. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like a snarling. I don't know. I just really like it. There's a lot of character to this figure. And does this Um, mean we now have to get a Tiger Force stalker in... uh in the classified line yes it does okay absolutely <laughs> and they better build out a little part to be that stupid looking boot <laughs> to go on this one uh i every time i revisit this era of joe i'm kicking myself for not buying all of these toys r us five packs oh the 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 troop builder packs like the crimson guard and the well, vipers I bought, and i bought those but i didn't buy like the arctic one or the tiger mm-hmm. force one because they didn't well we'll get into it um i didn't buy this one because i had no attachment to tiger force at the time and they just look goofy to me but now i love goofy so i hate that i didn't buy this uh because this also contains tiger force jinx which i love like all of the figures in this Tiger Force pack, I, in my personal opinion, are fantastic. And Wreckage, which was the repaint of Firefly. Firefly, right. Yeah, as a Joe. Uh, that, well, this dial tone looks great. All of these, all five of these figures are fantastic. And I'm. Uh, and you got to love Big Brawler. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Force this, Big Brawler. I'm, I'm very, very angry at myself from 19 years ago when I was actively collecting but I passed on this, but this is a great stalker. I, I would, I would love to have this one except for his left boot, whatever's happening there. 
all right. Sergeant Stalker version four. I think he may be just under house arrest. And that's his, <laughs> that's his security. That is uh, ankle bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to uh, tell us about this version four of Sergeant Stalker? Uh, is he wearing is he wearing chaps? He's he's wearing <laughs> tactical techno pants. Ta- tactical techno trousers. I yeah, I don't You know what? I, I there's some nuggets of goodness there. However, the designs during Valor versus Venom with a lot of these that we've looked at during the Elite, I he just looks like a giant V-shape. And yeah, yeah, like, I can't, I can't like do those shoulders of, of him with the black leather jacket look could be cool, but it's just like the shoulders are too big and wide. The what is going on with his it's like they didn't actually sculpt gauntlets, they just painted half of the lower the forearm sleeve yellow. Well, just the forearms on all these figures are just so ridiculous. Yeah, they, well, it's it's similar to the the shin guards on all the classified figures it's mm-hmm. like somebody was obsessed with that being armored for some <laughs> reason and isn't it funny that that first sergeant stalker essentially had the same aesthetics but looks so much better than this one yeah yeah this this is a this is just a straight up pass for me look at his head his head looks like a, a pencil eraser yeah very weird looking figure but comes with a ton of great accessories except for that backpack which uh i have approximately 8200 of that backpack because they packed it in with every gi joe figure that came out between 1999 and 2005 there are you can go to like Joe Fest, for instance, but most toy shows, and they'll just be bins and bins of all of those overused uh, early to mid two thousands accessories that you can get for like ten cents a piece. Yeah. So if you ever want to, if you're just want to stock up on your on your cheap Joe uh, accessories, that's the place to go. And I don't know why you would want to because. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have something near and dear to me because I, in the last couple of years, has completed my collection of comic book three packs. Uh, we have the Sergeant Stalker that it was included with the issue three of the comic came with Gen- General Abernathy and Double Clutch, which you guys just name him something else. <laughs> like double clutch call him call him gearhead call him jeep driver for all i care but double clutch is awful uh so weapons wise he's solid he comes with a submachine gun and a pistol that are straight out of the pages of the comic uh deco is great he has an awesome new portrait that's like about 25 percent too small his head, what's up with that? He's got like kind of a small head. Yeah, and that was the thing they did quite a bit with some of these figures that aesthetically were a lot closer to the old O-ring figures, 
but they had these tiny heads. The comic the comic packs were kind of notorious for that. Yeah, it's it's very strange, and it's something I didn't notice until rebuilding that collection recently. Uh, but it still is a great looking figure, but it also has a bizarre look at that right hand. Yeah. That's what, yeah, I was trying to figure out is it warped or did it come like that? But if you look at the photo of him holding the weapons in his right hand, he's not holding the gun. It's like, yeah, it's like propped up in his right, right yeah. in the crotch of his arm. They They had to kind of fool the figure into holding it. Uh, I think that was probably just a production error because you'll see it's corrected later on. I think it's just a weird thing that happened. Uh, but that pistol is gigantic. <laughs> Actually, the submachine gun is quite large as well. Uh, but I, I really like this figure. I like the coloring. All, all of these comic pack figures are really, really fun and great. And I like that we're getting... I don't know that update is the right word, but I like that Super 7 is revisiting this era and these looks. Next up, 2004. Uh, Christian, Whoa. You describe this guy. I, I know how you like a good pant. <laughs> so this version 6... Uh, it says was released as part of the Toys R Us exclusive Desert Patrol Squad set. He came with Ambush, Gung Ho, Dusty, Sergeant Stalker, or himself, Snake Eyes, and Tunnel Rat. It, again, some good concepts, but it looks like he's wearing cheetah print pants. <laughs> I like the torso. Like, I like the sleeveless shirt the web gear with the the weapons this is probably the most angry sculpt or at least paint job for his face uh so he looks like he's gonna kick butt but i i don't like what they did for the the camo print well let me tell you something crazy about this face so this you look at i looked at this face and i thought well this doesn't even look like stalker this looks like like heavy duty or something. I don't see stalker here. This is the head from the 1989 stalker, but it doesn't have a mustache. Well, that's what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, well, he's got the beanie cap, the knit cap on. So it's, it's repainted from one of the earlier versions, but just how they painted the eyes and the clean shaven. He just looks really mad. I wish they had given him the mustache. Uh, I really like this one. I like, even though you're right, it is a little more cheetah print than it is desert camo. I like this look and I love this one. I'm, I am particularly baffled as to why I didn't buy it because I love squads with matching gear. And I think the, the, I gotta think the reason I didn't buy this one is because they just, didn't look like I thought these characters should look. I don't know. I this one I'm I don't quite understand why I didn't buy it. This you is know a what? figure that and I thought that you mentioned earlier heavy duty. I've seen this loose at conventions and just thought it was a heavy duty figure. Yeah. Like I didn't even realize it was Stalker. Uh and, and I I think his mustache like because his mustache is unpainted. It took me a minute to realize that he actually even has one. Yeah it's sculpted it's just not painted. 
It's it's like uh, Caesar Romero or the dial tone figure from the the two pack that I got. Oh gosh, what? Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> I we talked about it on a previous episode when we did our dial tone. There's a dial tone figure who doesn't have a mustache. Then you look closely, it's like, oh no, that's the version one dial tone's head. Just they just didn't paint it. Just oh, didn't paint Lord. it. <laughs> Oof. Uh, but yeah, I like this one a lot, and and I like this set a lot. I would, if I found it for the right price, I would buy this whole entire set. Uh, Two thousand five, we get Sergeant Stalker version seven in another comic book three pack. It's essentially a repaint. Uh, this one came with Horror Show and Stormovic of the October Guard, and it's really just different coloration of how he looked in the comics. Now, between this one and the first comic pack, comic pack one, which one do you guys prefer? I like the darker green of this one. Yeah, I like the darker green too. And I can't, and I don't know if it's just the angle in the pictures, but his head looks a lot better here. It doesn't look so tiny. I think it's all literally the same figure, but I I feel like the darker green makes the head seem not as small somehow. I don't know if that makes any sense, but uh, it's well. You know what? Hang on just a second. You guys uh, discuss these stalkers for a moment. I'm gonna go look at them because they're on my wall over here. All right. So he came with <laughs> four show. And what, Stormovic? Hmm. Yeah, Horror Show, Stormovic, and a reprint of issue seven of the comic book. And he's got uh, two black rifles. One is your standard uh, M16. Um, Not like the original M16 that came with Grunt, but another version of it. And then you've got another like kind of futuristic rifle that he comes with. And I don't know if it's if it's just, I mean, obviously it's a, you know, the photo of him holding his weapons is not using as much light as the ones of him not holding his weapons. So the yellow is actually looks more of like a, an orangey yellow and not quite the bright coloring crown. It's a little yellow. more, it's a little more beige in person. Okay. Than it is like yellow. That. But I will say, the heads are the same size, but it does not look as small on this version, even in person. But looking at them like right next to each other, they're the it's the same. Yeah, I mean, it says it says that it's the same head, um, but uh, yeah, it just de- definitely looks better um, with this. It's probably just a trick of the eye. I like the yellow just because in the comics they drew their web gear as yellow. Yes because they were working on a very limited color palette. So uh, I am okay with that. This one also has a corrected right hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But just visually, I actually prefer the other one, the lighter green one. Next up, <laughs> we get to what I think of as TJ Maxx stalker. Well, no, so, okay, Have you? do you know what the jazz... Uh, graphic design is um, from the 1990s. Look up uh, jazz design 1990s and you will recognize this. 
And that is the first thing I thought of is just oh mute those colors a little bit. <laughs> and that is the stalker. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a water cup. <laughs> um, yeah, this, I mean, this jacket was in every TJ Maxx in 1991 <laughs> for, for $12.99. Uh, I, and, you know, I should like this because that green and purple, that's so me, baby. <laughs> but man it just doesn't look good if if his pants were either that purple or that turquoise i think i would like this a lot more and i'll tell you what take these pants put them on the 1989 stalker and i think we'd be in business well and this is mm-hmm. you know this is a complete repaint of that 1989 stalker right without those for the first time they decided let's not put mud on his pants but yeah that jacket like i don't hate the jacket i just hate the combination of that jacket with the white hat and the white pants yeah when i look at the whole set uh the winter operation set i actually hate the color choices for every single one of these figures and yeah i definitely didn't buy this one because they're all eyesores and I'm okay with it. And this is another one of those great Valor versus Venom sets where the box art doesn't match the figures uh-uh. at all. Uh yeah, this this set I would pay like maybe 20 bucks for and that's it. I'm sure it sells for like 150. Uh so he, yeah, this he did finally get snowshoes. The he got the blizzard yeah the blizzard snowshoes uh and a couple of cool rifles and then a a backpack much better than that standard issue blocky backpack uh but otherwise yeah this this one i i don't i don't need this in my life at all Mm -hmm. and then we get another the final comic three pack from in my opinion, one of the greatest G.I. Joe releases of all time, uh, packed with issue 26 uh, mm-hmm. yes. of the comic, mm-hmm. uh, Lonzo R. Wilkinson, who came with Classified and <laughs> Tommy Arashikage, uh, this figure now it does have again that same head sculpt but it but it it just doesn't look quite as small on this body this figure is just about perfect and this figure is going to cost you a lot of money dude really? i was blown <laughs> away i have this three pack uh, i kept all of my comic three packs meant on card um which I, I understand my rants about the punk <laughs> card. I get it. Uh, but I have this signed by Larry Hama. And this set, it's one of my favorite things that's ever, that Hasbro has ever done in any line. But this, I mean, the stalker looks fantastic. The only flaw is, look what freaking backpack they gave me. <laughs> yep. Why? And Snake Guys also has the, the other backpack that you can find in every set released right. during that era. I'm sorry, no, no, classified. No, no, no. Classified. Classified. Yeah, sorry. All cap classified. Uh, yeah, this, this, well, this is pre-stalker. This is when he's just Lonzo. 
fantastic figure. Absolutely love it. Yeah. It's actually more reasonable on eBay than I thought it was. I, I at know one I'd point, seen it for at one point it was going for up around like 180. I don't know what it's at now. Need to get any sold listings? Uh, there's one right now for buy it now for 50 bucks. What really? Yeah, I recommend you buy that now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. Uh, that back at the height of because I got all of these right at the beginning of the pandemic. Well, I already had this one, but the rest of the comic packs I needed to fill out my collection. I got right as the pandemic was beginning. And I think the most I paid for any of them was like 70 bucks shipped. But then in the mid, like a few months ago when the pandemic was still, well, probably middle of last year, I guess, uh, several of these were going for well over a hundred bucks each. Yeah. I mean, I remember when they were, they were outrageous and I've even seen them that much uh, for a lot of money, even at conventions. Yeah. Um, you know, more than I would be willing to pay, but no, it looks like the, it looks like they've like this one. I'm looking at several sold listings. Um, one sold for 50 bucks, 479 shipping. I saw another one that sold for 39. So, wow. So prices have bottomed out on these things. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I I'll so. say this. I'll say this right now for anybody even thinking about collecting these comic packs. Uh, if you can get them for that price, jump on them now because I think they're only going to go up as time goes on, especially with the resurgence of O ring. Uh, so if the prices are bottomed out on these things right now, I say jump on them because they're, they're great sets. As a matter of fact, I would, I would almost get some more just to be able to open them up and have the figures loose. Uh, all right, moving along to Christian. Why don't you tell us about this one? Because I know, I know this this uh, line is your baby. Yeah. So now we have entered the 25th anniversary GI Joes. <clears throat> so this is. All new mold, uh, updated articulation. Uh, at the time, this was one of my favorite figures. Um, there's going to be some improvements over the years that sort of make you notice the flaws that he had a little bit more. Um, but I thought they did a great job with the camo. Uh, I mean, he's an updated version one the articulation was was good especially for some of the 25th anniversary figures um that were coming out for me um the biggest flaw i the chest articulation point that they did on all the 25th as opposed to a waist articulation um i never i don't really dig that um, but when you've got his web gear and stuff on, you don't really notice. Um, and then my only other thing with, with Stalker was his arms. It doesn't look it in this picture, but to me, his arms were really skinny compared to some of the other Joes. I got a lot of the, I mean, I get a lot of those, the two skinny arms and legs um, was one of the things that put me off of a lot of these figures at the time. I, in 2007, when this came out, I thought that this was everything I'd ever wanted from a G.I. Joe figure. I loved 
25th anniversary as it was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still love it. I've still got all of it right behind me. That was the year that Joe Con was in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I did at the time conventions were not really part of my life. Uh, no, that was that was because they pretty much launched that right around the time that Joe Con was. Oh man, that would have been yeah, nice here. to be there. And Rowdy Roddy Piper was in was in attendance. Was that the year he got his figure? Yeah, yeah, that was the year the figure yeah. came out. Uh, so I, I will always have a soft spot for this figure. Obviously, it has been improved upon, but this this first wave of 25th anniversary was just a revelation for me. I I was all in. I was eating it all up. I loved it. So. 2008 brings us a repaint and does something that I don't think I fully appreciated at the time. It gives us basically a sunbow stalker. And while these mass device box sets where you collected them all and you built a mass device. And I cannot remember which one was the one that was hard to find. Uh, one of them did not get shipped as well as the others it took me forever to find it. And I eventually got it at a Ross never saw it at regular retail. So whichever one was the last one, uh, drove me nuts, but this stalker not only in these sunbow colors that i i just kind of took for granted like oh they're doing a repaint to go with the cartoon i didn't i don't think i recognized how special and significant that was at the time but also comes with the jump jetpack because that's in the mass device series stalker using the jump to get on top of the building uh, and he comes with that great sunbow rifle as well, or snow job rifle, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is a great figure, and he's currently hanging from the ceiling right behind me. <laughs> as he should. Uh, as he should. This one's awesome. Yeah. Christian, do you remember the... Dif- well, first of all, were you well, collecting the mass device packs? So that's sort of when I started, because I was collecting so many lines at that point um it's sort of when i started my if i have a definitive version of a figure i don't need multiples troop builders were a little different because i would still buy stormtroopers and cobra troopers out the wazoo um so i actually at the time i skipped all of the the dvd packs because also at that time i was not into build a figures and and like i just just released the thing was my approach so yeah. there was so there was a little bit of cutting my nose off despite you you didn't want to be compelled to buy stuff you didn't want just to get a thing right right I like literally that. every time i walked into my target and i saw the one that had the um the baroness eel 
and there were just piles of them. I was like, I don't, I don't need these. I don't need another roadblock. I'm kicking myself because now when I look at these figures, you know, the Lady J Sunbow version, this stalker, I actually do really like the colors. I wish there was a bit more camo on him, but once you put the web gear on it, again, it's not as noticeable. Well, just I mean, how that's, sparse that's it is. The, the fix for most of these, because if you're looking at Yojo, they always have just the naked figure with no accessories. And with the 25th stuff, that never looks right. Oh. Yeah. But then once you get the web gear on and kit them up, they they look much, much better. I, I've always said that I, I could do without the removable web gear because there's no time where I'd ever want to have it off of the I, figure. I agree. And it just it's just something to lose. I No, I agree 100%. I did not at the time. I thought it was really cool and novel at the time. But now I'm like, I, I don't want that stuff separate. There's no reason for it. Uh, and again, as Christian was saying, that bizarre mid-torso articulation is... it. Well, one, it doesn't hardly do anything. Two, it doesn't really seem to... It's not like it's a tooling benefit because that part doesn't need to be any more shared than if it was just cut at the waist. So I don't know. It's just a, it's a really bizarre decision. Uh, but overall, really great fun figure. And again, I, I just think I didn't appreciate it enough at the time. 2008 brings us crazy other stalker. Repeat? Yes. Yeah, Target exclusive ultimate battle pack. Oh, okay. So I didn't buy this ultimate battle pack because it cost too much. And I'm sure the cost too it was probably like 60 bucks at the time for a, a flight pod, a his tank, a Mobat, and five figures one, two, three, four, five, six figures. I I bet I know it wasn't over a hundred, but I remember thinking that is just too expensive. I'm not buying that. And again, stupid. <laughs> uh, but the now stalker, you can get one for three hundred bucks on eBay. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, the stalker I really like. I like the darker colors. Um, his skin might be a little too light. So, funny enough, this is the stalker that I ended up with, even though I did not buy the battle pack. Really? Because I did like him with the, the jump jet pack. And I'm trying to remember what I traded for him. Because all I, all I got when I traded was stalker and the the jetpack so i didn't the person i traded to i didn't get his his submachine gun i didn't get his oh, pistol wow. um now did you get the blaster with the jetpack yeah because that's the interesting note because we there were several 25th anniversary releases that had the that, jump this yeah. is the only one that has the blaster and the cord i think no so the cobra jetpack trooper 
has the cord and the blaster as well. He's around here somewhere, but I can't find him. There's a lot. There's but you're a, right. There, the, there's that, a lot of stuff hanging from my ceiling, you guys. Oh, the, there he is. Yeah, you're right. He does. The, the jump jetpack became like almost like how you guys were talking about that earlier backpack. Because it seemed yeah. like all of a sudden just all these figures. In the and again, we like, didn't appreciate like, oh, it's actually awesome that all these figures are coming with this great jetpack. We were just like, oh, yeah. another jump. Because <laughs> I've got a what a, a Starduster, and then his name, that figure yeah. that I never had and didn't know even was a thing and now sells for $300. I've got a 25th Starduster up there. Um, I've got a bunch of jetpack figures hanging from the ceiling. That this, like, Yeah. And this... Uh battle pack that this one comes in this target exclusive um i if i ever got my hands on this it looks beautiful in the package but what we've discussed about the molded plastic holding figures together this would be a complete nightmare because everything is held into the package with molded clear single-use plastic oh well that was a huge issue with a lot of 25th figures i've got mm -hmm. so many of them that have either bow legs or whatever the opposite of bow legs is <laughs> because of that stupid tray yeah i mean the, the, these are all because they're they're in this amazing battle you've got the mobat you got the hiss you got the trouble bubble and you've got everybody you know fighting around it with uh, stalker and the jetpack but they are all held into place with that clear plastic in in weird poses yeah. yeah uh but i i love the colors on this one i like the black gloves that he has uh, i like this just overall darker color scheme i i like this one quite a bit two thousand ten we get a significant update to stalker because not only do we get a new mold for the Resolute version, but he has dreadlocks. How do we feel about Stalker's dreadlocks? I like it. I think it's a it's a cool upgrade. I, I like seeing modern Stalker figures with a good... And they did that, too, in things like S Sigma 6, I believe. He, did he, do you have dreadlocks? The dreadlocks I there? don't dreadlocks. think they're... Okay, I, this blows my mind. When I was looking for, for doing the research for this list, I could not find a Sigma Six Stalker. And I, I feel know like... I'm I, I know there was one that I that I have in my mind where he's also got the dreadlocks. I feel like I can picture a Sigma Six Stalker. I could not find evidence of one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm Googling, I'm not finding one. And I'm and I'm thinking and I may be thinking of Resolute because the you know the, obviously the artwork for resolute was kind of a little bit exaggerated so when i'm seeing the resolute stalker that may be what i was thinking of right and and maybe that might be thinking the same thing uh I, I don't know i don't i don't love this one i like the portrait i don't i like the idea of dreadlocks i don't like them on stalker but his his color to me is very he he looks like a bowl of pea soup. <laughs> I wish they had done a camo, or, or yeah, yeah, on him. And I wish they had given like 
he needs some fabric type um, sculpts because it it literally looks like they just painted his skin green because of how pronounced the abs are. It lo- it looks like he's wearing a morph suit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I don't like as soon as he gets one. off the battlefield, he runs to the club and jumps up in that cage and dances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't love this one. It it's I get what they were going for, but it doesn't appeal to me really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not not crazy about the painted on abs or the the sculpted on abs. Uh I will say version 13 that came out in 2011 is an improvement on that idea it's got a lot of new parts um we actually have a sweater rather than the molded on shirt he's got the knee pads that figures of this era had and this i've actually got this one somewhere uh it's i don't know it's good it's very busy there's a lot to look at a lot going on but i just don't love this one either i think he's a little drab he's a little dull looking yeah even like all geared up he's just not doing that much and and for me that was an issue with a lot of the 30th anniversary stuff is there were some designs that seemed really, really cool, but then when it came to Deco, they were just kind of dull. They, they didn't excite me to look at. And his... The, the skinny waist thing, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bothers me a lot with this figure. Yeah, not really. I, I... Just brighter colors would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of brighter colors, <laughs> next up, not least. we get a fantastic entry into the uh, Stalker Hall of Fame. <laughs> the 14th version of Sergeant Stalker. This is from uh, the G.I. Joe convention in Springfield, as a matter of fact. Uh, the Tiger Force versus Iron Grenadiers box set. This is Tiger Force Stalker. I love this figure. This head Mm -hmm. is the best head of any stalker figure. And I'm really shocked. We never got it in a regular release. Like, I mean, they molded a brand new head for this convention exclusive. Well, but I think that's, that was the big thing with the convention exclusives and with the, uh, whatever the fan direct, what the heck was it called? The way overpriced Joe's The fan, the, the club. Fan club, yeah. Subscription club. Um, I think the new heads was kind of the big thing that they did, though. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what the budget was. And this guy, these colors are great. Um, the the yellow, black, and green look awesome. This portrait's fantastic. The removable beret, Noel. Mm-hmm. Look at that beret. Uh, this is an awesome figure. Yeah. Tons of accessories. Uh. Yeah, I'm I'm a big big fan of this one, and I'm sure he's he would cost a fortune uh, if you wanted to purchase him. But he looks great. I would love to see this executed and classified. 
Yeah, I think if they do a classified uh, Tiger Force stalker, this is a good template to draw from. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a few other things here and there just to throw out there. Oh, wait, I, I've, I've missed uh, Tiger Force versus Iron Grenadiers, uh, Grenadiers Con exclusive. Uh, this one's great. Or should I say, great? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Had to. <sighs> Uh, we also had the Argentinian Manle and Cheetah. So Cheetah is pretty much just the standard stalker figure, but Manle is a white stalker in blue camo with yellow <laughs> web gear. <laughs> really weird looking. Yeah. Uh, Brazil had Triton. Uh, and then in 1984, Palatoy released a stalker in, I guess, the UK. It's called Stalker, but it's just snake eyes with gray paint details. <laughs> we also got... You, you know we love our fun school variants here. <laughs> uh the fun school stalker once again uh light skinned with red uh gear or red fatigues i guess a blue beret and blue boots and gosh this is the kind of stuff like super seven they gave us the fun school snake eyes mm -hmm. if they want to give us this fun school stalker i'm in uh, Sideshow Collectibles released in 2011, their version of Stalker, which is pretty fantastic. It's uh, it's oh, yes. peak, peak Sideshow. So, and uh, I Action Force is trying to remember his name. So he's the Stalker mold got released by Palatoy in 1983 under the name Jammer. Ja that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's got a red beret and then like a green with black camo. And a target in the center of his chest. That's an action force <laughs> logo. <laughs> uh, and of course, Z in uh, 2021 Hasbro released the retro collection, Lonzo stalker Wilkinson, which is my favorite modern era stalker i really like the tooling the proportions everything on this figure look he looks fantastic he is a great 118th ish scale figure uh 2022 renegade game studios released their rpg miniature game uh and what's interesting is this miniature it resembles that 2002 version but it seems like it's probably a blackout operation blackout design like goes along with those because that's what the other designs are in this game. Hmm. Uh, no Sigma six, no pop, no super seven stalker yet. Yeah. Not in reaction, yet. not in reaction or ultimates. Uh, and then of course the classified series stalker is coming sometime eventually one of these days uh any final thoughts about stalkers 
great character lots of very interesting figures obviously tons of discussion uh, to be had about them but we must narrow it down to which one is truly america's elite uh i gosh i mean that originals obviously we always say the original is one of the greats but i'm actually gonna go with sergeant stalker version one from 2002 i really really like that figure it still says stalker to me but it just has this this look that i like for whatever reason (laughs) uh i love that figure man and i think part of it is that that i was like i said actively collecting at the time and and this was this was one that was an update that felt right to me. Christian, what about you? What is your favorite stalker? So it's going to be the 2021 Walmart retro collection mm. stalker. Ah. <clears throat> when Which isn't is, on here because JoJo stopped updating. <laughs> yep. But he is everything that when the 25th anniversary first came out in my head. Right, right, right. That is what this figure was. So he's just, to me, he's perfect. And and seeing, like, when, when I finally got him, like, he just gave me so much hope for what that line could be. Well, we, I mean, we talked about it on the show we felt like that retro line had turned a corner at this point and we're like, wow, we're all in on this. Bring us everything in this style with this tooling and proportion. If you took that body and you just slapped the heads of the original wave minus Scarlet on it, I would be just as happy. Like I just, that everything about it is perfect. So that's my pick. Noel, what you got? Who's your stalker? You know, uh, even though he's not stalker, <laughs> I got to go with the 2006 Lonzo R. Wilkinson uh, from the comic three pack. It's just that that mold. I love that mold. Um, I, I, I like the fact that it is a throwback to, you know, it's one of my favorite issues of the comics and uh just the figure looks really really good there's nothing i mean nothing really wrong with it except for maybe the the you know the the hand well that one's hand isn't as bad it's just the the head the head is still Head's a little, a little small, undersized yeah. it's just not as obvious on this one as it is on that first one but yeah i mean the design he's you know he's got he's got you know duke's body and bandolier and all that but I just it just really all comes together really well. So, all right. Well, with that, it is time to move on. Oh, 
It's time for a showdown, a Springfield showdown. This time around, Christian and Noel will each pick a character from G.I. Joe, and they must convince me of which character will win in a face-to-face, head-to-head battle to the death, brother. (laughs) Noel, who have you chosen? For my choice, I'm going to go with the rhyme master himself, Roadblock. Christian, who will be facing up against Roadblock? Bum, bum, bum. Well, stomping in to take you on from the Star Brigade Armored Tech line, Whoa. we have the Battle Armored Android Trooper. Uh, bat. <laughs> It might be the 90s, but I have a popped collar from the 80s. Oh, but you just wait. So we have Roadblock versus the Bat. (laughs) We are going to uh, do a flip of a coin here to determine who goes first. Um, Wait, how do we determine who gets to call it, though? Well, Noel, you you named your character first, so Christian, you call it in the air, heads or tails? Okay. Tails. Heads it is! Noel, tell me why Roadblock would win this battle. Well, first of all, Roadblock was an esteemed member of Star Brigade, so he can beat you in space. So uh, let's start with the obvious. This dude is jacked. Roadblock is uh, a very large, muscular man. Uh, even more large and more muscular in various incarnations of G.I. Joe. He's so powerful. In fact, he's got Modus. And who needs a tripod? Because let me tell you about the M2 Browning machine gun. Uh it can weigh up to 134 pounds, requires a dedicated squad to transport and operate. Roadblock can do that all by himself. So uh, you got a, you got a guy with some guns who can carry some guns. And let's not forget, this man can also... I realize the bat's not eating a lot of food, but Roadblock can smoothie over with a fine gourmet meal. Should I continue, or would, would would you like some time to rebut here? Let's uh, let's go to Christian with his opening argument for the bat. Okay, so I am a bat. I have been redesigned with even less intelligence than before. So you might think, hmm, that's a hindrance but no no i am i don't have swappable arms so with both my fists i can keep my submachine gun in one hand my laser rifle in the other and just hold down those triggers and keep walking with my stubbier shorter legs because i am all chest armor So you can keep blasting and shooting me with your bullets and they're just going to ping away 
by the time you finally get through to my circuitry, you better hope you've got some more Joes there to give you more ammo. That's pretty convincing. I've, I, I'm going to need to hear more from Roadblock as what he's going to do in the face of this armored behemoth. <laughs> well, let me ask you this about the bat. What powers the bat? Does he have to like recharge every once in a while? Because uh, if there's anything Roadblock knows about, it is downed power lines. He can, <laughs> he can clean them up. But he can also take them down. In fact, uh, you want to talk about his prowess with a weapon. He once took out an entire plane full of Cobra Vipers with a single missile launcher all by himself. And, uh, you know, I know that, uh, again, the bat probably doesn't uh, worry about his, uh, you know, musculature. But uh, Roadblock can distract everybody else out there by giving those erotic body massages. Well, Christian, how will a bat respond <laughs> to a body massage? So, believe it or not, my actual kamikaze final attack is perfectly suited for an erotic body massage. You ask what powers me? I can tell you it's six D batteries. Because at the last minute, my giant chest cavity opens up and out comes a speaker and In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel plays. <laughs> I feel like that's not canon. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're going to have to disallow that one because I don't, Damn. I don't believe I see... An opening when you look chest. at his design, it just screams. There is a boombox hiding inside of there. I, I I don't know if I can go with that, and, and I also <laughs> I also don't see a boombox as part of his plastic weapons tree. <laughs> no, it's inside, like Intel. It could be worse. <laughs> It could be the one that plays the human leagues. Don't you want me as he dies? Oh, Ooh, going after human league. I don't know that you scored any points with that one. <laughs> 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 Although you have now painted a lovely picture in my head of this bat slowly doing the robot across the battlefield to don't you want me baby while roadblock just sits there blasting away at it in dismay his bullets having no effect because this cobra bat is powered by new wave baby <laughs> oh i'm so torn because now you've you've really put it out there well but this came out in 1993 this would not be a new wave bat this this would be uh this would be a grunge, grunge rock. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's like not designed vomit. to look the like Temple he's of grunge. the Dog or something. Uh, oh, this is a very tough call because I I like the I love the idea of a bigger, larger, you know, much like the destroyer droid or the uh, super battle droids or uh, just in any 
like the larger, bulkier, heavier duty robot. Uh, is a very appealing thing, the space trooper to the stormtroopers. But Roadblock is Roadblock. For sure. And interesting that we've never established a rule about picking, because, Noel, you said Roadblock. You mentioned he has his membership in the Star Brigade, which would come into play here. I think in the future in Springfield Showdown, it's an interesting question. Do we have every version of the character available or do we have to narrow it down to one specific version? Of I the mean, character? I think we're talking about the bio of a character. Yeah. You know, you're going to take, take his whole resume into, into He's account. He's going to bring whatever is needed into the battle. So when you're talking about somebody like Metalhead, well, it's just Metalhead. That's what he has. Right. But when you're talking about somebody like Roadblock, who has such a storied career and a variety of specialties across the history of G.I. Joe, he's equipped to handle almost any situation. And I must say, Christian, I'm ever so sorry, but Roadblock obviously has what it takes to defeat the battle-armored android trooper. Oh, I yeah. actually agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> as soon as he said roadblock, I was like, ah, I'm dead. But at least I get to use my secret kamikaze death attack. Well, and uh, let me tell you how much it throws you for a loop when suddenly your opponent's not human and body massages and gourmet food versions <laughs> don't work so well on you. <laughs> but you could still throw like a stew in his visual receptors. Yes, yes. Some hot stew, uh, you know, maybe burn out the burn out the eye sockets or whatever of yeah, good old uh, bat. You get, you, you get some uh, a good thick bouillabaisse on that face plate, and that <laughs> bat's not going to be seeing anything. Well, and and you could have very easily used your power line uh, grip hook to knock me over on my stubby little legs, and I'm not getting back up. It's true. So Roadblock absolutely had the upper hand in this one. <laughs> Curse you, Noel! Ah. And that, listeners, was Springfield Showdown. This is Knowing is Half the Babble, where we each get a little bit of time to ramble about anything that we want. Christian, why don't you kick us off this time? All right. I want to give a shout out to a YouTube channel called Painted Plastic. That's P-A-Y-N-E dash T-E-D. Uh, he's a great customizer. He's done a lot of G.I. Joe stuff on there lot of gi joe vehicles and the reason why i'm giving him a shout out and saying go give his channel a watch is he has a three episodes dedicated on how to turn your gi joe classifieds barbecue into a slaughters marauders classified barbecue so there's someone out there that actually wanted those god awful barbecue figures on or slaughter 
slaughters marauders colors on their barbecue figure so give him some views and some likes some people just want to watch the world burn (laughs) Uh, he does have some good customizing tips in there um like i said he's done a lot of other gi joe vehicles and stuff so a lot of good stuff on his channel uh, well, I am also going to put somebody over. Uh, I I enjoy Instagram the most out of all the social media. You can follow us at Audible Interlude Podcast. Uh, and one of the accounts that I follow and get a lot of joy out of almost every day is GI Jokers. That's GI underscore Jokers. Uh, it's it's a humor oriented GI Joe uh, page, I guess account that posts just about every day and they're things like joe figures in the middle of different dioramas like dreadnoughts hanging out on the couch flash playing the drums uh but he'll also do stuff with star wars and gi joe figures different themes different colors uh but every i just love this account it always puts a smile on my face and it's one of those accounts that every time they post like Nothing is ever too serious. It's always just fun, which, of course, you get the idea of that from G.I. Jokers. But uh, I just want to give that a shout out and tell everybody to go give them a follow because it's it's one of my favorite Instagram accounts and it's always good content. Noel, what do you got? Noel, you are silent. Oh, hey, look, mute buttons. You should you should not have them on when you're talking. Noel loves mute buttons. I love the mute button. Uh, so anyway, uh, I know I talk about uh, and, and plug the finest, the costume club I'm a member of, uh, usually when I'm on here. Uh, something very cool that uh, we got the opportunity to do here recently. Um, Canines for Warriors is the, uh, the, the charity we currently raise money for. Um, if you ever get a chance to look them up, uh, K9, as in the number, uh, the letter K, the number nines for warriors, uh, they pair rescue dogs that they rescue from shelters. Uh, they train them at a facility and they, um, they pair them with veterans, um, who are either in need of, um, like service animals or PTSD animals, you know, uh, emotional support animals, um, fantastic uh charity and you know we are we're so proud to be pairing with them for uh for the last several years so in jacksonville where they're based jacksonville florida they are opening up a mega kennel and we are getting an opportunity to actually name um the kennel that we've been sponsoring so we've got some some uh some cool ideas uh they are currently being voted on by the members group but uh we're we're hoping to get that uh, announced here pretty soon and uh there was a news story that came out of uh, jacksonville about that kennel and about our sponsoring of it uh recently so we're very excited to put a name on it and uh, i've got my vote in and i'm um looking forward to uh to seeing which one actually gets chosen that's awesome man i we all really appreciate the work the finest does and it's uh of course, if you find them at your local convention, you can talk to these guys, find out more about what they do, find out how they put together these incredible costumes, too. Well, that's all the time we've got. I want to once again thank our listeners for sitting down and listening to us talk about G.I. Joe. I want to thank you guys for sharing these memories and thoughts and 
uh, just generally having a cool attitude and lots of fun talking about GI Joe. Uh, all of our music is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at audible interlude podcast and Twitter at GI Joe audible. Uh, hit us up with a tweet. Let us know what you want to hear. Leave us a review. And uh, if, if you, if you give us a good tweet, I might send you something. We've got hats. We've got stickers. Uh, we'll see. Christian. Why don't you tell us where we can find those wonderful images you create? So you can find my photography on Instagram and Flickr.com under Legion Cub. And Noel, you told us a little bit about the finest, but why don't you tell us uh, where we can findest the finest? You can findest the finest uh, on uh, on Facebook is our main home. You can go to uh, just go to Facebook and look for the finest, the G.I. Joe Costume Club. Uh, also, we are now on Instagram. Um, and of course, the finest cc.com is the main website where you can find out all about the organization and the uh, charity that we support. That's all the time we've got this week. Remember, we are now four times a month. As always, Woo. yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.